Hey guys, you are listening to the Rima Chapel Podcast, which brings the message of Jesus Christ to the lost all across the globe. Today's speaker is our own pastor, Reverend Samuel Donkoporte, pastor of Rima Chapel, Belfort, Germany. Hope you enjoy the message. So uh, today we want to talk about don't die before your time, but live. Now, this is supposed to be a natural consequence of uh, where we were. Remember, we were talking about walking with God, do's and don'ts. Our walk with God is fruitful only as it is based upon our knowledge of God. Because basically, the thing about God is that God is a faithful person. God has always been faithful. God has always been a person who respects, keeps honest covenant. God has always had this tendency of looking for an opportunity to be gracious and to be a blessing to people. That has always been his heart. And upon that foundation, uh, today we want to talk about don't die before your time but leave. Hallelujah. So if you are sitting with somebody, would you please just give him that message. Tell him or her, don't die before your time, but leave. Psalm 118, the verse number 17 reads, I shall not die, but leave and declare the works and recount the illustrious acts of the Lord. I shall not die but live and shall declare the works and recount the illustrious acts of the Lord. My dear friends, I want to submit to you that the desire to live is a desire birthed by God. Because you see, if you look at the kind of world we are in, sometimes you wonder how people are able to live from day to day. And when you hear stories about some people who have killed themselves, killed their uh, families, even killed their family doctor on top because of what is happening to the world. Don't let it make you think that you, you are somebody special because you are not doing those things. It is because God is still sustaining that desire to live in you. That is why you have the capacity and the ability to live. A desire to live is birthed by God. I shall not die but live and I shall declare the works and recount the illustrious acts of God. This is the desire of God for you. Psalm 100, sorry, Ezekiel uh, chapter 33, the verse number 11 reads, and today I have fallen a little bit in love with the Amplified Bible, so please uh, bear with me. Ezekiel chapter 33, the verse number 11. It reads, Say to them, As I live, says the Lord, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn back, turn back from your evil ways. 
For why will you die, O house of Israel? And so, if we like, we can personalize this scripture in a way. Say to Samuel, as I live, says the Lord, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that the wicked turn from his way and leave. Turn back, turn back, turn back from your evil ways. For why will you die, O house of Samuel? Now, this one must give you the will of God plain and simple. Plain and simple. Now, when we say somebody should not die before their time, what do we mean? Are we implying that somebody must live forever and never die? Even those who have lived and have never died, they are not here, as you can tell. Elijah is not here for you to see him, though he didn't die in that sense. Enoch is not here that you can see him, though he didn't die in that sense. So here is not a place where we become the rock of Gibraltar and going nowhere. And you just remain. No, that's not what we are talking about. But you see, the life that God has given to us is for a purpose. And the purpose of God is defeated and the agenda of God is frustrated when we die before our time. Look at First Samuel chapter 2, the verse number 33. 1 Samuel chapter 2, the verse number 33. And the man of thine, whom I shall not cut off from my altar, he shall be to consume thine eyes and to grieve thy heart and all the increase of thine house shall die in the flower of their age. Hallelujah. Now this is a statement about somebody on whom the curse is resting upon. What is really the curse? The curse is anything that blocks a person from receiving the grace and the mercy of God. God has a predisposition to show grace, mercy, favor to everybody. But where that grace, that mercy, and that favor is blocked, we say the person is cursed. Hallelujah. And of course, this statement was to the house of Eli, or Eli, if you like. But what we learn from it is that it is not the will of God for you to die in the flower of your age. That's the key word. Everybody knows that plants don't flower for the sake of flowering. Although flower is good and flower is nice. But flower is only a stage for the fruit to come. And when the fruit comes, it takes time for the fruit to mature and then to become what is available to be self-perpetuating. 
Well, when somebody should die in the flower of their age, it means that they didn't get to the place where they fulfilled their mission on the earth. There is no fruit. They never got to the fruit state. Am I talking to somebody? Of course, when you look at this word in the Amplified, or this particular scripture in the Amplified, the way he put it, I didn't like it. Because it doesn't give you the picture as you should. But for anybody to die in the flower of their age is that when they are just about... You know, I tell you a story that is a, it's a pitiful story, but mm, there is a man of God that I know. These are very handsome people. I mean, if you look at the men, they are handsome. They are very tall, very stately people. If you look at them, they are very noble people. And uh, somehow, all of them are men, very handsome men. But they had an only sister. She was also very beautiful. And uh, one day, this sister was supposed to get married. Things were on. They had got to the place where wedding gowns were bought, even dates were set. And a day before the consummation, the real wedding would take place, she kind of slept and had a dream, and uh, she came out saying that... uh, she knows that she's not going to live till the day of the wedding. So, you made of honor, this is my wedding dress. It's a, it's a gift for you, so that when you are doing your wedding, you should use it. Like play. She just died like that. She just died like that. Now, that kind of death is a frustration to the purposes of God. It is never the will of God for anybody to die before their time like this. Are you listening to me? And when that kind of thing happens, because listen, things like that even do happen to Christians. But if God has his own way, they will be averted. Because anything that frustrates divine purpose... God is always ready to stop it. The only reason why sometimes things God wants to stop are not stopped is simply because we are not in heaven. We are here on earth. Jesus taught us to pray and to say, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Here on earth, there are entities, there are unseen persons who have an agenda to frustrate the will of God on the earth. And if they ever get a legal chance, trust me, if you give them an inch, they will take a yard. And that is also one of the reasons why today my message to you is don't die before your time, but live. One of the things that is going to help you not to die before your time is to know the heart of your God concerning your life on this planet. Because you see, there's a couple of things I like for the young man to be here, right here. The place of faith. I want you to see something. Number one, it's impossible to claim by faith a blessing that we are not certain that God offers. Are you getting it? 
It is not possible for us to claim by faith any blessing that we are not sure that God is offering. You can't buy anything when there is no seller. Am I right about that? You can only buy when there is somebody who is selling. And anything God has not placed on offer, you can't also expect to obtain. So the key is to understand what God has said. And if there's anything that is clear, Ezekiel 33, 11 must be clear to you. That God has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Number two, that God wants you to live because that drive to live is planted in you by God. If not because of, of God, all of us will be dead. Though. Because there is too much evil in the world around us. And unfortunately, we have a press who have taken what I call a copyright in only dealing with that which is negative. And when they get up from morning till night, COVID, 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 and everything about COVID is bad. You never hear one thing that is good. Even when some people say, okay, we have discovered something that uh, can be used to mitigate, even when you are, you are, you know, you are placed under uh, this oxygen thing, or even when you, you cannot breathe for yourself, so uh, they are giving you the ventilator to breathe for you. We have discovered some things that can help some people to survive. Even then, oh, oh. When they talk about the negative, they will even talk a little bit positive to give people hope. When you are a parent, you always know that hope is such a critical thing that no matter the situation people are in, you've got to give them hope because hope is the key to go through difficulty. Without hope, there is no strength to go through difficulty. Because listen, after all, if we live for 200 years, we are still going to die anyway. Is that not so? So, all that we won't die. So why not die now? Are you listening to me? The only reason why we shouldn't die now is because there's an agenda of God for us to fulfill. And that agenda of God for us to fulfill is so strong in our heart that agenda tells us we shouldn't die. That's why we still don't make those kinds of foolish choices. Am I talking to somebody? So you see, you can never, never, never claim anything by faith until you are certain. By this time, you should be certain for yourself what God is offering you. You see, the power of God can be claimed only where the will of God is known. You can never, never claim the power of God for anything where God is not willing to use his power. When you are looking for Nepa to give you electricity in Deutschland, you know it's not going to happen. Because the Nepal lies, they don't travel here. Am I making a point here? So, the same way, you got to be sure that the power of God is available for certain things because, before you begin to believe God for it. Listen, the power of God is available to keep you alive if you want to live. 
The power of God is available to snatch you from the hands of the enemy if you want to live. Those people who want you dead, they don't have the final say. COVID-19 doesn't have the final say concerning your life. Don't you be one of those people who are walking around always scared. People are not coming to church because they are scared. Don't be that kind of person. So if you are scared about COVID, then what if something comes after COVID? May God punish the devil. Number two. Faith is expecting God to do what we know it is his will to do. I hope you'll be writing some of these things down because they are simple, but they help you so that you can be able to cross-check where you stand. Faith is expecting God to do what we already know that it is his will to do. Anything that you actually know that it is the will of God to do, you can have faith for it. If you know that the will of God is to be merciful to you, then when you are asking God for mercy, you are very sure you will receive it. If you know that the will of God is to be gracious to those who ask for his grace, then when you ask for grace, you just know that you know that you know. You can't struggle. By now, you should know that it is the will of God to keep you alive. God is not in the killing business. God is not in the destructing business. It is the devil who comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. When he comes to do those ones, sometimes God allows him. But allowing somebody doesn't mean you have given him a fair track or you have given him a contract to go after people to kill them. Am I talking to you, somebody? Do you know that sometimes a police can come and arrest your child, though you don't want that child arrested? Because if the police has a legal reason to come and arrest the child, no matter how you don't want that child arrested, you have to let it be. Otherwise, you will get arrested with the child because you'll be obstructing justice. Number three, it is not hard when we have, when we have faith to get God to do his will. It is not hard at all when we have faith to get God to do his will. Why is that so? Because God already wants to do what he wants to do. So once we understand that God wants to do what he wants to do, and we have faith that if we ask him to do it, he will do it, then where is the struggle? There is no struggle at all. Point number four. Once God's will is known, it isn't difficult to believe that he will do what we are already sure he wants to do. Listen, you've got to be sure that God wants to do certain things. You've got to be sure about it. Meaning that the issue of doubt must be eliminated. The only way you eliminate doubt is when you actually know what God has said. 
How many of you know that no matter how tough things seem, and how, no matter how difficult circles of uh, stagnation and retrogression come your way, how many of you know that God is not in it? The Bible says, well, God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So, once we know that God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant, if I'm tired of the cycle of, you know, the alokoto life, I call it. You know, they have this thing, a cone. You just do it like a thumb, then it will be rolling on the ground. Very fast, alokoto. That's what they call it, where I come from. Alokoto will be rolling fast like this, but it's not going anywhere. It's the same place. And sometimes the devil causes the alokoto life to be our life. You swat, 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 move, 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 work, 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 work. At the end of the year, you are still at the same place. You don't see any progress. Alokoto life. May God punish the devil. But even in the midst of the alokoto life, for you to come out of that alokoto life, there is one thing you got to do. You got to be sure that that is not where God, where God wants you to be. How can you be sure that you are sure that you are sure? Only when you know the word. When you know that God takes pleasure in the prosperity of the one who serves him, then you are sure. And therefore, when you ask God to prosper you and take you out of the alokoto life, There is no doubt at all. You just know that you know that you know. Bye-bye, Alokoto life. You can even begin to say bye-bye. Immediately you say amen. You know why? Because the issue is settled with God. Because that is what God wants to do. Does somebody understand me at all? God doesn't want you dead. COVID or no COVID, God doesn't want you dead. And anything that would want to come after COVID, may God punish the devil. You will survive even that one too. So, finally, God always keeps his promise wherever his word produces faith. Some people think that God will automatically keep his word. It's not so. God doesn't keep his word automatically. I'm saying this so I can get your attention. The Bible says what? The eyes of the Lord, they do what? They move to and fro throughout the whole earth. The Bible also said, the Lord sent his word and the word does what? He heals the people. The Bible also said, my word shall never return unto me void. It shall return unto me empty. Listen, if God sent a word to you, that word is supposed to bring a good report back to God. And there is no report that is good except it is a report that brings faith to God. The report that says, God, I believe you. Be it unto me according to your word. That is the good report. So it is only when that good report comes to God that God will perform that word. So God this clear. 
Just because God has said anything doesn't mean that thing is going to happen in your life until you choose to believe it. And when you believe it and you know that this is the will of God and this is what God wants to do and you ask, you talk to God about it and you ask, case closed or matter is settled. Um, the Germans will say genemist. It means what? It has been approved. And you know, anytime God approves something, it's not because his warehouse is empty. So approval actually means the thing is untervex. It's already on the way. There is nothing God ever approves. And he has to wait seven years for it to be manufactured before it is released. The moment it is approved, you can have it. And if I were you, once you know the will of God concerning anything, when you come from that place of prayer, you begin to rejoice like a man who knows he has what he asks of God. And so listen to me, my dear friends. When it comes to people being scared, don't be one of them. There are people who, you know, they want to listen to our messages online. I like it online. But we are not so many that we can do a live streaming and still not lose some things. You see, some time ago, we would do the live stream and we would not have the drum playing. And uh, somehow, you just notice that uh, things are not exactly what we are used to. Uh, do I have a witness here? They, they work somehow, but they are not quite like when there's somebody doing it. So I decided to take a decision just to help the people who are part of this church. You know, they believe that you just live stream, you stay at home. You can be there and streaming and stay at home and never get over that your fear or be infected. And so long as that fear is with you, if you die in the midst of that fear, the scripture clearly says that outside the gates, the gates of heaven, they're fearful they are there. Some people are outside the gates only because of fear, not because of anything bad they have done. Do you see why it was not acceptable to Jesus that the disciples should be afraid in the midst of the storm? Because fear is a spirit and it never comes from God. Anytime you embrace fear, you have embraced a spirit that is alien to daddy. It's a spirit daddy doesn't want you to have. It's a spirit that will lead you in the wrong direction. So I'm sure that when we post this thing, some of those people will definitely have it. Let them learn to also come to church like we are coming. We are not there though. None of us have died. And there are very few of you people in this church who, who, excuse me, excuse me, you are older than me. So if I come to church every day, and me, I'm not afraid that COVID will kill me. Why should you think that COVID is going to kill you? So you are so afraid you won't come to church. Listen, these things are tools to stop the church. You don't have an idea that there are people who will like that there will be no church. Why do you think that anytime a, a government comes out who want to be communists, the first people they want to kill is Christians? Why? 
Is there any government that has to be afraid of a Christian, a true Christian? What evil do Christians do? Except that when people themselves want to do evil, they know that the Christian has a conscience. And at some point, the Christian is going to say, no, 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 that is not the right thing to do. And because there must not be a voice that tells them, the voice of conscience, they want to silence the voice of conscience. Evil men want to make sure this church or the body of Christ ceases to exist. There are many, many, many people who have said many things concerning the church. They want the church to cease to exist. But my dear friends, listen. The church is here for a purpose. One of these days, God is going to take us. And when God takes us, oh, that is when they will recognize that our presence was a good presence. You don't know how good salt is until the day you are eating food without salt. Then you will know. Most people never question. They never even think that what they are eating is tasting good because there's salt in it. The only time they begin to realize there's something wrong is when salt is missing. You wait till the church leaves, you will see. Some people are going to cry for us, but it's going to be too late. So, I have already established a place of faith. Now, what we want to do is to do warfare. Because we are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. If we refuse to be afraid, because listen, there are people who know that the only way you can rule over people, control people, cause them to do your will, is to make them afraid. People don't terrorize other people for nothing. Because when you terrorize people, you create a condition where they begin to fear you. So when you say something, they will do it. And we want to raise up warfare against the enemy. Because we don't want to give in to any kind of spirit that want to come and take us before our time. Am I talking to somebody? As a result, I just want to announce that from the 6th of July, Monday the 6th of July will be in a fast, will be in a 21 day fast. And we are going to believe God for the same grace that we use for the 50 day push. How many of you have been missing that kind of prayer already? I don't know about you, but some of us, <laughs> it was like we ate something, like obono, you see? We ate some obono. <laughs> and that thing is kind of reminding us that we should go back to that. We will be taking our 21-day fast again from the month of July till December. And why is that so? It is so because most of, sorry, from 6th of uh, July, you know, July is the seventh month. Let me, let me make it clear. Month number seven, that's July. And you know, the number seven signifies the end of something and the beginning of another thing. So we are going to make sure that before the month of July ends, we have completed our 21-day fast. We are going to use it to push. Hallelujah. Tell somebody push. Now what do we mean when a Christian is saying push? Push means pray. Remember what Elijah did? It was like that. 
he put his hands, he said between his knees. He was in the posture of a woman who has gone to the labor world. Because you see, the people who deliver, me, it is a woman who gave birth to me. These people, they have an understanding. That once the baby, the head is in the birth canal, it's not a time to joke anymore. You must be in a posture to deliver that baby or kill that baby. And so we are going to believe God from the 6th to the 26th, 21 days. We are going to push. We are going to trust God. And what is going to be our prayer? We are going to raise warfare. Because some people are consoling themselves. Wait Wait till the cold comes again. The COVID will return. Wait till the cold comes again. Then they will begin to die. People are projecting. May God punish the devil. But we are going to lift up our voices and we are going to pray. So I want you to turn your Bibles to uh, 2 Samuel. Of course, if you can put that one on the board too. 2 Samuel 21, the verse number 15 to 22. We are going to pray. We are going to pray. Hey, Makasoke, Lekrosiki Agaboste. Second Samuel 21, 15. Moreover, the Philistines had yet war again with Israel. And David went down and his servants with him and fought against the Philistines. And David waxed faint. 16. And Ishbibenod who was of the sons of the giant. The word giant there is Raphaim. I don't want to go too deep into that one, but if you check any this thing, you will see. Those people are not humans. They don't have normal human uh, how would you call it? They don't have normal human spirit. And one of the reasons why God was against the Raphaims to eliminate them is because they are alien to the human race. And they are a, 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 a source of spiritual corruption. The Raphaims were the product of angels who have defied God. Who have come in Look at the beautiful women that are supposed to be for the handsome men. And the Bible says they took out of these women everybody they wanted to. Meaning that even if you were a woman who was married, it doesn't matter. When a Raphaim sees you, he wants you. And how do they do? They shift form. You will show up like your husband. So you think it's your husband. Then they finish your husband. So that they can perpetuate that evil cycle. And so because of that, the Bible said the world, the, hell, the, the whole world was filled with violence. So when you see these people, when you see these Raphaims, okay, good. So I've come to the place where we'll be doing our prayer. When you see the Raphaims come like this, you just know that this is anti-God people. You just know that this is the opposition that want to nullify the word of God and bring it to zero. We will lift up prayer. Okay, next verse. Oh, sorry, wait. Have you, uh, can you go back again? The weight of whose spear weighed 300 shekels of brass in weight 
He being gathered with a new soul. If it is your Bible, you can underline the word new soul, thought to have slain soul. Listen, the people who come from Africa, they know that even the farmers, they do some ritual on their cutlass that they used to wear. Am I right about that? Because it is their tool to get the harvest. This new sword is not just an ordinary sword. It's a sword they have fashioned particularly for David. Because David had killed Goliath. And so this particular sword was fashioned, designed, uh, occulted. The power of the occult has been invoked in it and it is meant to take David out. So, actually, that David was faint in the midst of this fight is just not because of physical things. There are spiritual things involved. Please continue. But Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, succored or helped him and smote the Philistine and killed him. Then, the men of David swear unto him, saying, Thou shalt go no more out with us to battle, that thou quench not the light of Israel. Hallelujah. I can talk about that one plenty, but I don't want to. When your light goes out, you walk in darkness. And sometimes there are people in your life who are your life, your light. Sometimes for a family, it will take a man who is the light. And when the devil breaks up that family, all the children go wayward. Or when the devil kills that man before his time, things go very bad for the family. Their destinies get shifted and they cannot fulfill it. Because you see, in life, there are people who are supposed to be light to you so that you can have light to do your assignment. But I want you to notice that the Philistines came again, meaning that the defeat from Goliath was not enough for them. They came again. And we are going to take our prayer and come against all forms of satanic revenge and satanic comebacks. When we were doing the 50 days, or even before the 50 days, I think we did the, the passing week push. Then we went to the 50 day push. Listen, there are some things we have disturbed though. There are some things we have really affected negatively. And they want to do like these people. They want to do a comeback. They want to revenge. They want to counterattack. It shall not be so in Jesus' name. May every entity, would you say after me? May every entity who is looking for revenge, who is looking for counterattack, may they be frustrated. May they walk in the day like the midnight. May the Lord make their path slippery. And may everything they seek to do fail. In the name of Jesus. May every is Lord be met by the helper that the Lord has ordained for me. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You see that the, the sword, because it was a, 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 a tailor made, it was, it, was, it was actually designed for David 
You see that when uh, Abishai came, because it wasn't fashion for him, he finished a guy like that. And that God will give you men and women who will frustrate everything that the devil has designed for you. In the day when the arrows are targeting you, God will cause people to stand with you who will frustrate the work of the enemy. Please move on. So that is his weeping note. Verse 18. And it came to pass after this that there was again battle with the Philistines at Gob. Then Sibekai, the Hushatite, he slew Saph, which was of the sons of the giant. So, how many times is it now? How many times is it now? It's the third time. Because the very first time, Goliath and David took him out. Second time, Ishbibinot came, and then one of David's servants took him out. Now, this is the third time where Saul also has come in his place to come and reverse what God has done. These guys don't know how to stop. It is like they have sworn and they have said, if he has killed our big brother, then we are going after them. May every attempt for satanic revenge against you, may it be met by divine judgment in the name of Jesus. May God frustrate everybody who rises up against you simply because you are doing the will of God to fight you. May it come to nothing. May every satanic comeback be frustrated in Jesus' name. Now please let's move on. Verse 19. And there was again a battle in God. It seems as if their oracles have told them that God is a good place for them to be able to attack to succeed. And there was a battle again in God with the Philistines when Elhanan, the son of Yare Oregim, a Bethlehemite, slew the brother of Goliath, the Gittite. The sword or the staff of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. Hallelujah. So you can see it's still the same old battle. Listen, when you get to the place where you are tired to fight, you may perish at the hands of an enemy who is never ordained of God for you to perish. Don't be tired. Don't give up. If there's somebody who should be frustrated, let the enemy be the one to be frustrated. Because every time you stand in the name of the Lord, God will defend you. Enemies will not succeed. Uh, The verse number 20. (coughs) And there was yet a battle in Gath. This time they have learned their lesson. Because they came to Gobe or the Gobe two times. And somehow they didn't succeed. So now the battle was in Gath. And you know where Gath was? That is where Goliath came. From Goliath's hometown. Where was a man of great stature that had on every hand six fingers and every foot six toes, four and twenty in number. And he also was born to the giant. But the Bible said, when he defied Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shimei, the brother of David slew him. 
Hallelujah. And so we see here that anything at all and any entity at all who want to counter-attack God will silence them. Now, would you please be on your feet and uh, we are going to lift up our voices and pray. Please be for me Isaiah 49, 24 to 26. We are going to stand on our feet and we are going to pray. Let every orchestration against your life let it by fire in Jesus' name. Let any entity at all who is seeking counter-attack, let it by fire in Jesus' name. Let any is not. Because you see, Goliath can be COVID-19. But Isbibinod can be COVID-20 or COVID-21 or something some other thing. One thing we know is that the devil is somebody who doesn't like to give up. But we are going to lift up our voices and pray. Because the Bible tells us that no matter how many times they come, in the name of the Lord, we will cut them down. You are not dying before your time. Lift up your voice and pray. Thank you for taking our time to tune in. For more information on our services, visit our website www.wimachapu.org. You can also join us for our weekly conference calls on Thursdays. More details on our website. Also make sure to check our Facebook, Instagram and YouTube platforms.